Hello, and welcome to this interview with Dr. Judith Eaton, President of the Council for Higher Education Accreditation, or CHIA. CHIA is an association of degree-granting colleges and universities and recognizes institutional and programmatic accrediting organizations. CHIA is a national advocate for higher education accreditation and quality assurance. In this interview, we will speak with Judith Eaton about her thoughts on what might lie ahead for accreditation, both in terms of the federal laws and regulations governing accreditation and the public's perception of accreditation at its value. Where do we stand now with accreditation and federal policy? First, when it comes to federal policy and not only accreditation, but also higher education, we do know what the big issues are. Accountability for accreditation. Do we want more or less of it? The whole issue of funding and funding students and the national conversation we are having about equity and diversity in the society. We hear the candidates talking about free college proposals of various types, for example, and the issue of how much oversight of institutions' finances does the federal government need to engage given the extent of federal support for higher education and who is to do this, government or the accreditors. That said, we know less about what will happen with accreditation itself. And I think we know so little that I call this, at least for the time being, a period of unknowns. The federal law that governs higher education that includes accreditation has not been reauthorized for years. It expired initially in 2013. It is still in play in the Congress. Regulations from the U.S. Department of Education guiding accreditation are in the process of being changed. This isn't finalized. And even the more general guidance, what's sometimes called sub-regulatory guidance, that the department uses in overseeing accrediting organizations is in play with guidelines developed in 2012, now accompanied by a revision of the guidelines, a handbook that may or may not be used by an accrediting organization. It is up to them. And the law and the regulations and the guidance are intertwined. Regulations depend on the law. The law hasn't been reauthorized. And guidance depends on both the law and the regulations. So even if we get right away regulations or guidance, either could change at any time. Will we have a revised law, the Higher Education Act? That's very difficult to predict. Why is that? In the Congress, both the House and the Senate, Democrats and Republicans are far apart on some issues. And let's remember, we are entering an election year. In the House of Representatives, there are significant differences about student aid, how much of it, whether it's in the form of grants or loans, the conditions of the subsidy. 
Democrats and Republicans are in quite different places with regard to oversight of accreditation, how much regulation or how little. And they disagree with regard to the issue of for-profit higher education, a topic that has evoked considerable intensity over the past several years. In the Senate, Democrats and Republicans do agree on some things, for example, making student financial aid applications simpler and easier for prospective students. Both the Republicans and the Democrats want more accountability, including more accountability for accreditation. The question is how much? And there are differences with regard to addressing the important issue of sexual assault and harassment in colleges and universities. How do we go about this? Those are pretty substantive, pretty meaty issues. So given the unknowns, what, in your view, is most important for accreditation moving ahead? I think that three things are critical for us. One, protecting students, and that takes us to accountability. We want students to obtain value for money in their education. We want them to obtain the degree or credential they are seeking. And for accreditation, that means even more rigorous accreditation review of institutions and programs. It means more attention to student learning outcomes, I would say, Do students graduate? Do they get jobs? Do they have good enough earnings to repay any loans they have? And protecting students means more transparency. What do we really know about institutional strengths and limitations that will help inform students when they make this vitally important decision about where to attend college? A second point I would make urge for accreditation is that we pay even more attention to innovation in higher education. If we look around what is happening now in higher education, we're seeing more and more new types of providers, not your traditional degree-granting institution, as vitally important as these are, but companies like Straighter Line or Coursera or boot camp offering credentials of some sort, some of them even moving toward degrees. We have, for example, Purdue Global bringing together a leading state university and a large for-profit provider. In addition to new providers, we have new forms of credentialing. Uh, We have badges, we have micro-credentials, we have digitization of credentials. How do we evaluate those for quality? And then, speaking about innovation, we can't leave out technology, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, predictive analytics, all affecting teaching and learning, affecting major activities within colleges and universities, such as student support services. We need to be thinking in accreditation about how we incorporate 
attention to quality for these new providers and for this new credentialing for these technology applications. We need to be willing to engage these innovations not only when traditional institutions work, for example, with new providers, but also these new providers operating independently. So protecting students, more attention to innovation. The third thing I would urge is we need to pay attention to and make the case in a very vigorous way for the strengths of accreditation, peer review, formative evaluation, a mission-driven approach to judging quality. We've had these strengths for, for a very long time. They have been criticized of late in particular, yet we in higher education know their importance and value to academic leadership, to institutional independence. And if we don't make the case for the strength and value of accreditation, who will? That raises a, an important point. What is CHIA doing about what's most important to accreditation? We've done several things over the last couple years. First, to readily understand our focus, I would urge our listeners to go to the CHIA position paper on our website, chia.org, where we identify three goals as appropriate accountability. That's the frame we've put around them, where we've said protecting students, paying more attention to innovation, and addressing the strengths of accreditation are vital going forward, not only as we address federal policy, but also as we think about the future of accreditation and sustaining its viability and its credibility. In our position paper, we've identified federal law regulation and practice, we want to see change so that we can realize this goal. Federal policy has a significant impact on accreditation. It can get in the way of what we're trying to do, or it can help with what we're trying to do. For example, one of the things that we advocate in the paper and generally is to streamline the federal oversight of accreditors so that they have more freedom to provide leadership and innovation and accountability. We've also, in an effort to address these issues, have revised our own recognition policy. We're the only non-governmental organization in the United States that reviews accreditors for quality based on our standards. We are the private sector analog to the federal recognition process. And in the revision of that policy, we have placed a primary emphasis on accountability, on transparency, on student learning outcomes as central to evidence of quality and innovation. Well, how can accreditation and CHIA provide leadership here? First, let me say two things. One, we need accreditation here in the United States. It has been around for more than 100 years and it works in many, many ways. We also need what accreditation stands for, the value of institutional autonomy 
academic leadership, academic freedoms. They are at the heart of accreditation, and we would not want to lose those driving values. So my sense is we need to seize the opportunity. We need to act vigorously on protecting students and accountability, on innovation, more attention to outcomes, more tying accreditation to the results of institutional or program efforts, more and better information to the public, what is working and not working in accreditation, and being more open. Higher education is changing pretty dramatically. We in accreditation need to be with higher education and as appropriate leading some of this innovation in higher education. If you go to the CHIO website, you'll find lots of papers, studies, presentations with all kinds of ideas that can assist with providing leadership in accreditation. Thank you, Judith, for taking the time to speak with us, and we look forward to more such interviews in the future. For more information on accreditation, you can visit the Council for Higher Education Accreditation's website at www.chea.org. Thank you for listening.